Hello, I'm Derek Wheatley and welcome to episode 37 of the Weekly Weekly Podcast. Thank you very much for your support during the week, for all your uh, subscri- uh, subscriptions to um, YouTube and your likes on Facebook, things like that. Big thank you to uh, Ginny Breslin for coming over. She got great. Um, she got a great response from her friends and her family. Uh, I got great response uh, about the episode um, about her, uh, how open and honest she was. How she talked about her family. How she talked about training and uh, the difficulty difficulty she's had in the last you know um, few years. So thanks very much, Ginny. Uh, we're beyond Facebook Live. We're still on d- every Sunday. We're still doing it. Um, giving the songs a break for a couple of weeks because I've, there's only so many I can do. <laughs> and I was I was trying to practice one earlier on and it was just not good. So, uh, yeah, I might I might do a little intro again like I did with Van Morrison last week. I might pick up some other um, singer that nobody likes um, and go go that way. But listen, uh, we'll get into it. I'm going to introduce my guest today. Um, he is a graphic designer and one of my teammates in Fusion and his name is Ryan Hoey. Ryan, how are you? I'm good, Derek. Thank you very much for coming out. Hey, Thank you for having me out. Of it's, course. You don't know what something like this could do to my ego. You know, like, why would somebody want to talk to me on a podcast? <laughs> you I, will find out. Oh, my God. No, but listen, oh, I really want to thank you because we had to push your, your, we pushed your episode back two weeks and then we brought it forward one week. Mm-hmm. So we had to kind of mess around. Um, but yeah, it, that's that's true. Yeah, that's good. It's it's important for that too. But uh, listen, could you tell us a, a short history of your upbringing, please, Ryan? My upbringing. Okay, right. So... I'm from Port Arrington in Leash. I lived there. How long did I live there? Maybe till I was about twenty. I had a few few times I moved away. I moved to Australia for a year when I was eighteen. So not for a year actually. I went. The plan was to go for a year, and it turned out to be like four months. Why is that? Uh sad from not being at home. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I think that's understandable though. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting story. I might get, I'll get, I'll get into it later probably, but um, yeah. From Port Arrington, um, I there's not really all that. To have you got bro- uh, brothers and sisters or anything? Are you? I have two sisters. Oh, do you? Yeah, okay. yeah, I have two sisters, and I moved to Athlone maybe in 2015. I went to college really? in AIT. Yeah. So I moved to Athlone, and after that, but Jesus drew a blank there on my upbringing. Look, what hey. else happened to me up when I I liked wrestling when I was younger. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. actually going to definitely talk about that, but. I, I don't mind that because people, um, even if people know the, the question, and it's the question that I ask, you know, everyone. Mm. Um, and I, I do actually like the way some people will be will talk for 10 minutes mm. and they've maybe prepared it and they want to mention everybody and things. But then other people just come in and they're like, it, you know, it was this and now I'm here. Like, and, and that's okay. Like, you know, and look, yeah. but I will ask, did you like Port Allenton growing up? It's funny. When I was, I think when I lived there, I didn't like it. And now that I don't live there, I live in Athlone, I have this mad nostalgia about it the whole yeah. time. And especially there, maybe during lockdown, because I haven't been there as yeah. much. Um, I love it now. Mm. I love being from Port Arrington. But yeah, yeah. when I lived there, I, I'd say though that like, as a kid, it was the best thing ever, especially right. where I grew up, me and all my cousins grew up in the same state. So like, it was like the perfect place to grow up. Yeah. Everyone was just, I don't know, we had like a... Um, there was a good thing going on back then. Probably a lot of everybody feels like that about their childhood and where they grew up, and yeah. that's a bit of nostalgia as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I love Port Arrington. Yeah. I really do. I yeah, uh, I, I was kind of the same. I think about Dublin because now I lived in Swords, so it's not quite the same. But I I did, uh, you know, I did love it more when I left it. Yeah, you know, and going back up to Dublin now, I I love going back up. Mm-hmm. 
and and I like alone. I liked being alone too. Like so, it's it's good in that way. Um, so what what when did you first um become aware of mental health then? Yeah, it's I, there's probably a pretty long answer to this actually Sorry, because I think I think like a lot of people I'd say my first encounter with a mental health problem was far away from when I became aware of mental health mm. because I think when I so I left I was finished school when I was about 17 yeah 17 I was finished school and right around that time I just kind of started to I had a problem sleeping like mm. all of a sudden like boom one night I couldn't sleep properly not that I couldn't sleep but maybe till a lot longer it took me to fall asleep than yeah. it usually does and uh, that sort of continued then for a couple of years, a few years. And at the time, I didn't think much of it, right? And it was like I would go to bed and I would just start thinking all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, just thinking, not, not not bad, just maybe I have a song stuck in my head, yeah. right? Something like that. What do they call that? An earworm. Yeah, yeah. I'd have that and it just... So what happened then is it started to kind of affect... My life, kind of anything I was doing, you know, like if you're going to work the next morning mm. and you couldn't sleep, that you're going to have a bad day after yeah. that. It makes you anxious and it makes you stressed. So that kind of continued on a lot. Um, like I was saying, I went to Australia. It affected me when I was in Australia. When I came home from Australia, I went to college in Waterford and it really affected me down there. Mm. That's when it got like, it started to get kind of bad where I wasn't able to sleep till maybe eight o'clock in the morning. Wow. And then I'm obviously not going to do too good yeah. in college. Um, and the funny thing is then when I left Waterford, so there's a kind of a whole story about that and it's tied into what I do now because it was after I was in Waterford, I decided I was going to do design. Mm. And when I left Waterford, it seemed, it seemed to just kind of get better. I started sleeping better. Right. I started um, feeling a little bit better. But still again, so fast forward, I was in college in that loan. I was about 23. And... Um, I just was feeling anxious and stressed um, and that would come back around every now and again. It still does a little bit like mm. the sleep thing and as you know like the sleep thing just kind of has a knock-on effect yeah, on yeah. the other stuff you know it amplifies the anxiety and stress yeah. and so I was like when I was in college the college has a free counselling service Good. so I was like right I'll go and do this mm. And that was the first time after all them years I addressed that maybe I was having a mental health problem. Mm. And actually, something's been effort on me. The reason why I went to the counselling service was we went. I went to a blind buy talk. Oh right, nice. in college. Yeah, in the students' union, and I went with my friend from Port. And after it, so he was about mental health, obviously. After the talk, my friend was messing with me and said, "You should do that now." Yeah, as in counselling, slagging me. But but did he did he know deep down or was it was no he no he was just he was just okay. messing yeah but I was real offended by it right I was a real tick that he said it to me I was like what the fuck do you mean <laughs> what are you talking about like and so he was like he's laughing I was like I'm only messing with you and then I walked away from that I was like why did that bother mm. me so much I was like maybe I, maybe I do need to do yeah. a bit of counseling so I did and uh, it was like the best thing I ever did it was right. like I remember after two sessions of doing it. I remember I was walking home. I lived in Shannon Weir at the time, so I was walking home from college. Yeah. And I remember just like the air smelled different. <laughs> like just getting to unload. Yeah. And I, I, it was even funny when I was doing the counseling because I was, I kind of felt like I was unloading nothing, which was actually part of me feeling better. Yeah. That all the things I was stressed about, they weren't like 
they were so amplified in my mind yeah. because in a weird way it's not that I feel like I was keeping them secret but I just feel like I buried the fact that I was mm. feeling anxious for some reason yeah yeah there's a whole lot of things mixed up in that but well there is but like it's great that there's a counseling service there but I, I, I do get the whole thing of when you're in there you think I'm not really talking about anything that's <laughs> problematic but it is usually problematic because that's why you're there like, yeah do you know and I, I, I do you know that free counseling service is, is it's amazing is amazing really yeah. like because you know I, I I'm on here a lot talking about you know having to wait three and four months uh you know in the in the health system and stuff like that and you know I don't put the blame on anybody in particular like it's just mm. the way it works but yeah to have that kind of uh, out there is great like and I you know mm. but what what actually what were you studying in in Waterford in Waterford, um, yeah. I was doing a business course. It was like the most general <laughs> business course that you could do. Yeah, yeah. It was like, what happened was, I went to Australia, right? And before I went, so when I left school, hmm. I did a, a fitness PLC course. Right. So I've done it, I've done it at all. Done it all, right? yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just that I, I didn't, well, my whole way through school, like I never cared about school. Hmm. And I didn't, I just found it so boring. Like being in school with your friends is fun. Yeah. But the learning side of it I just hate it yeah. you know I couldn't have hated school more Yeah. and so I never really did anything in school and I never even thought about what I wanted to do Yeah. so much so that like in sixth year when I did my leaving cert after I didn't even apply for college <laughs> did you? Yeah. and then I was happy then with what I got and my results I was like oh shit I probably should have applied for college I should have yeah but only to do even that's like I obviously shouldn't have applied for college yeah. because you know I just wanted to do like American Pie yeah type of thing. Like, not <laughs> yeah. like go and learn anything yeah, just yeah. go and party so uh, I was like I, I when I was in sixth year I got into like the gym and stuff like that and um, I was like right I'll go do a fitness course yeah. that seems like the thing to do so I went and did that and that was in Port Leash and uh, hated that as well did you really oh, yeah. yeah yeah I really didn't like it but the thing is though is that I just don't think I was ready to, like, I kind of wasn't ready to do yeah. something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hadn't given anything enough thought, and that that kind of happened for a few years, and that's why I went to Australia. Yeah. You know, because after that course, I was working in Centra, mm. and I was like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> and at that time, loads of people were going to Australia. Yeah, like, what year was that when you went to Australia? Roughly? That would have been 2011. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the mass exodus time, really. Yeah, yeah. so... That's that was the most productive thing that I can think of. Mm. I got to Australia on my own when I was eighteen. Oh, you went on your own? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was like the saddest <laughs> thing ever that I ever did. Kind of stick in a little lap second. <laughs> like next to that, it's the saddest thing. I swear to God, I remember. Uh, I remember getting the bus up and just crying on the bus. Oh, that's that is rough. <laughs> and then I remember, I remember specifically remember sitting in the terminal. Yeah. And I was sitting there, and it was almost like I wanted to be sad. You know, oh, yeah. I remember I had my headphones in. And you remember that Adele song? Uh, <laughs> the real sad one. I was listening to that. Which one would that be? There's like uh, all of them. The one, what? It's not hello. Is it, or... Never mind, I'll find. Oh, yeah. One. Someone like you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just crying. And uh, I remember I was going to get on the plane, and my legs were all shaky. Oh, wow. And, and, I think this must have been a trend in my life that mm. I wasn't able to think about it enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? S- same with like the sleep thing. I wasn't able to think about it enough and kind of figure out. You were young though. Young, that, it's hard. Yeah. Like when you're that age, you can't quite match it up with something else. It doesn't really make sense. You yeah. know, it's it's kind of jumbled in your head. And 
Yeah, and it's it's worse, especially with sleep defri- deprivation, where mm. it's so hard to think logically anyway. You yeah. know, you're getting like two or three hours of sleep. Now, I only had it for a short period, but it was horrible. Mm. And I was on sleeping tablets and things like that at the time. And, you know, yeah. Um. so you, so after Australia, then you, you went to Waterford. Yeah, I went to Waterford. I I was in Australia and I was doing a few different types of jobs. I right. started off doing a brick paving job and I had no, you know, I'd never done anything yeah. like that. Like I had my father when I was younger around my house he's probably laughing listening to this because he's like no you did no, not you didn't. <laughs> standing there but uh, I did brick paving and then I did home removals which mm. is like people moving out and then you're getting their furniture and stuff and then eventually so that was in Perth and then I went to Sydney and I did scaffolding which was um, it, actually when I think about it now it was kind of good actually mm. it was kind of you'd mind that yeah it was a bit exciting you know yeah um, it's like up on really high buildings and stuff and it's scary but um i was doing that and then i just remember i was like everyone that was there i was with all older people mm. you know and everyone were telling me things like what you want need to do now is you need to go down to mines mm. <laughs> you know you go down to mines and you can you work for a month straight and then you get two weeks off and then you get 100 200 grand a year mm. and then you buy a house and i was like oh I don't like the sound of that no, at all. Like, I, don't want to do, I don't want to do any of that. You're yeah. too young for that as well. Like yeah, time. yeah. And then everyone was saying, like, that's what you need to do. You know, you're out here. That's brilliant. Yeah. And then at the same time, I was like, I don't feel that brilliant. Yeah. You know, like, I was thinking about when I was coming on, when I was going over there, I was thinking about all the movie stuff, you know. Like, yeah. You could go over there, find yourself. Yeah, and yeah, all this yeah. Stuff. And then I was over there, I just wanted to go home. And uh felt kind of like weirdly ashamed that I wanted to go home mm. as well because I was like, I'm over here wasting this. But, Honestly, coming home is the best thing I ever did. Yeah, I think that's tough as well, isn't it? Yeah. Because you think everybody at home then is going to be like, what's he doing? Yeah, and you're so I was so young at the time that you care about all that stuff. Yeah, you do, yeah. yeah. You know, like you care about what people think of mm. you when you're 18. Yeah, for sure, yeah. You know, yeah. It's only, you, need learn to, you need to learn to not care about that as much when you're older. Like when yeah. you're 18, that's all you care about is what everybody It is, yeah. You. It's all about like other people's perception of you. It's never about totally, what, you yeah. know. Um, so like it is, it was a brave kind of decision on your part at at that at that age to kind of mm. come home. Um, the Waterford thing you're asking. Me yeah, no, it just it just because uh, I I, I want to get to because you you did so you did the you did the training course the sports course yeah. was it? so then in Waterford you did the the, the business <laughs> the course. business course right <laughs> then what what's the gap then between when you came when you stopped at Waterford and came to Athlone to study? Um, straight away. Well, oh, the right. year after. Well, I went to Moat first. Right. Because. So what it was, I was down in the business course and I was like, this shit is not for me. Yeah. I don't like this, you know. And so after that year, I went home and, you know, I had to talk to my parents about like, oh, I'm not going to go and do yeah. that again. And then they're like, oh, wow, you yeah. know, where have we heard? You know, so I was yeah. like, oh, I have this new idea that I'm going to do because around that time, like I'd always hung around with Calvin my whole life, really. Yeah. But like. Around the time I was in Waterford, I started hanging around with more. And yeah. He was doing a design course in Athlone, and I just really liked everything he was talking about. Mm. You know, I like, I hated everything I was talking about, and I liked everything he yeah. was talking about. You know, so it was like I suppose that idea was growing in me over the course of the year when I was in Waterford. I was like, you know, maybe I can do something mm. a little bit different than this, and if I can, in the opposite direction, yeah. please. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, he had a friend actually. Connor, who he works with in Studio Grey mm. now, who did an art and design course in Moat. 
And for me to get into Athlone to do graphic design, I would need to do something like that because I didn't have a portfolio. Mm. And also, like, I didn't, I didn't do art in school. Yeah, yeah. So I was taking a kind of a chance, I suppose. So the best thing for me to do would have been go to, go to Moat, and that was the best thing I ever did. Yeah, is that that's the Moat Business College Moat out Business there? Business College. We, yeah. we were actually advertising for the last four weeks for them. Yeah. Um, and we and it sounded like a really uh, deadly course actually oh, that we're doing over it's there. Such a good year. I mean, yeah. for anyone that's going to do, or may, maybe someone that they know they want to go into maybe a creative course. Yeah, yeah. And you know they want to think about it a little bit more, or if they need to do a portfolio, go and do that course yeah. because it's so good. It's like. Honestly, it was the best step I ever like, because never before had I been doing something that was productive mm. and that I felt good at. Yeah, you know. And then, so what happened then was a lot of that sleep stuff and the anxiety stuff, like that, really calmed down yeah. around that time, because I felt more confident. Yeah, you know. You felt like doing something worthwhile as well, almost like exactly. Yeah. Well, I was all of a sudden I was like, here's this place that I actually like coming to, and mm. it's good for me. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Where else do you get it? Like oh. that's, that's, but I think so. Where like were you always kind of creative then when you were young? Or? I don't know. I like drawing. Mm. You know, I like there's something about in school when someone's good at drawing that mm. it's class. Yeah, you know what I mean. True, yeah. And more so in primary school, I really like drawing and stuff. And probably the first job that I ever wanted to do was um, like do tattoos. Mm. I wanted to be a tattoo artist, right? <laughs> So, like, my father had tattoos. I always thought they were cool. And then at that time, Miami Ink was, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. So, I was watching that for an hour, and I was like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. But I got into... When I went to secondary school, then I'd done art. Like, you know, in our school, you would do, like, a few weeks of each course. Yeah, class, at the start, right? like, yeah. And I was like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> this is boring, you know? What was it, though? What, like, what was the... Bo was it art... Were they talking about art history? Was it, Were you painting? Were you doing anything like that? I don't know. I don't even... I don't it just didn't interest you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wasn't into it. Yeah. yeah, so I stopped it. I stopped it then, and I, I, I still like drawing in secondary school, but as for creative when I'm younger, no, not really. Mm. I don't think so. Not that. Not yeah. when I think of it now. I was kind of, actually, when I went to do the art and design course, I kind of surprised myself. Yeah. I was surprised. Well, uh, I think that's deadly, though, because, right, um, so I've seen some of your stuff, and I've seen some of Calvin's stuff, and my, my mate Jura is very good at those uh, mm. uh, creative fest, you know, that side of things to me is it's so far removed from my kind of creativity mm. so when i look at it it's it's it, it always like like even the 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 logo that jer the jer did for us mm. like i was just kind of going that's classy mm. and it's like it's simple and clean and all that like where do you get when someone approaches you for something where do you where do the ideas come from like is it is it one of those things that you have to sit down and like really think about or is it you know firing out ideas all the time and for me that has to come from the client, mm. really. Yeah. Like, I can only get an idea through talking to them and finding out what they need to do, mm. um, like what their business is, what their idea is, what they do, like why they do it. That's where the ideas come from. Yeah. And it, it for me, that's the only place it can come from, really. Like, that's the origin of it, yeah. is talking to them and finding out about everything, about the business, everything that they want to do, everything they've done. Mm. From there, I mean, you know, there's all the creative process mm. stuff, you know, writing, sketching. Yeah. But the biggest thing is actually talking to the person and finding yeah. out what they're doing. I love that. Like, uh, when I see, because uh, your, your girlfriend uh, is also a graphic designer yeah. and I follow you, her, Calvin, and I see the designs that you, you create, like, and I love those just 
like you know they always say about the simplest songs are sometimes the the best ones and the ones that you remember and i think the same goes for ideas in in art and uh, and design they're the ones that stick in your head mm. you know and uh the ones that you've done you've done one for um uh, a place in town the social oh exhibit social club yeah yeah and i i i, I like the just the lines and how clean it is and the mm. colors um, people who know me know that I'm very bad with colours, but mm. I can still see colour. I just mm-hmm. not great. But I, I do, they, they, I remember them, you yeah. know? So that, like, the reason why that project was so successful mm. is because me and Keen is, Keen McAvoy is yeah. the guy's name. We, we had a good, we had a good system set up where there was just constant communication and we mm. talked all the time. Um, again, that idea had to come from him. Yeah. You know, that graphic had to come from him, had to come from talking to him. Yeah. There was no, there's no way, and I know, I think some people do this, is there's no way that he can contact me and say, I need a logo. Mm. I'm a barber, you know, I'm in town, and then I can come back to him with an idea. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, like, people do that, but I don't mm. think it works. Yeah. It has to come from them. Yeah, they have to, I mean... I wonder how many people actually. This is kind of just top of my head, but how many people have given no, um, no idea to the person designing the logo for them, and the logos come back and they've just in the, in a very Irish way went, "Oh yeah, that's grand." Yeah, you know, I imagine that happens a lot. But yeah. how how could it be right? Yeah, how could that's that be it, right? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Or if it's going to be anything, it's just going to look like a different barber's thing, mm. which that's not always the worst thing in the yeah. world. But you want your thing to be original. Yeah, yeah, and. A lot of people I work with, they're people that have decided I'm going to start a business. You know, yeah. I feel really good at this this service or this product's really good. So they are original. Mm. You know, like they felt so passionate about the business that they wanted to do it all the time yeah. as a living, not for somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So it has to be original yeah. for them. You know, it can't be generic. Yeah, it it can be, but it's not good for. But it that to be. that's that's it though. Like because. Whatever about you know if you write a song, we'll say, mm. and the first thing the first thing someone says to you when they say, "Well, that sounds like that uh, George Harrison song," mm-hmm. the last thing you want, like, and that's not because George Harrison's, Harrison's great, mm. but it's the fact that um, you know you want it to be original, to be uh, to be proud of it because you're like, like uh, when Jared did the logo, for instance, like mm-hmm. I looked at it and thought, "Oh, that's class," like, yeah. and everybody thought it was deadly, and especially the pe- a few people noticed the glasses on it and were like. That's kind of adds that little bit of touch, mm-hmm. and to me, that's original. And he gave me f- three or four of them, and you've seen them. I've put yeah. them online and stuff. And uh, to me, they're they're deadly. Yeah. And I d- I do find like people know I'm into art and things like that, and uh, it's always about originality. Like, if yeah. something is original, it sticks in your head. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's not original, it will tend to be the other thing that sticks in your head that mm-hmm. they've copied. Do you know? Um. When so, so you co- I suppose you kind of covered this a bit, but it's this is kind of an ongoing thing in, in general where I think creativity does help greatly with mental health. Mm, yeah. And it clearly has done for you. Mm-hmm. And so when you say you went to Moat and started this course and then came to um, to Athlone then mm. and your sleep got better, mm. that was obviously a, a kick. I, th- I think so, yeah. yeah. And you're, you're on the money when you talk about creativity helping mm. mental health. And it did for me because... When I went to AIT um, and I started working on projects, because the, the mode course is very much, there's a sort of a formula to get people into college, like yeah. the kinds of portfolios. You have this, 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 and this. 
right? So not that it's restrictive, right? Mm. But and I, I'm also somebody. Something that's happened to me my whole life is I always want to be the next thing. Yeah. So when I was in Moat, because Calvin and a few other of my friends are in AIT, I was like, I yeah. want to be there. I want to get there, yeah. Rather than just fully being where you are, you know. Mm. But um, when I when I went to AIT then, and as you start to progress through the course, you start to. I mean, you get a lot of free reign. You get a brief, mm. and then how you interpret that brief is totally up to you. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's a right answer and a wrong answer, but a lot of the times, I got a chance to kind of go into a lot of stuff maybe that mm. I wouldn't have if I wasn't doing that course. Yeah. Definitely. And when you do design course, sometimes you end up doing art, kind of. Mm. You know, you're not always doing design mm. because the project is kind of for you. You're satisfying the brief, but the project's for you as well. So. Yeah you're doing an art you're doing art in a way and that's why i was doing a lot of college mm. anyways i mean i've i've looked at things that i was doing in college and it's not really designed it's, mm. it's yeah. art but uh yeah no it does help yeah yeah i think it's that like i can cannot stress that enough and i and i took <clears throat> i don't know if i've spoken about it really on the podcast in the sense where right i, c I can talk to creative people here all the time and we can we can kind of go yeah it, it is, does help it helps music it helps and all that but it's very important for people to know that, like, if you feel that you aren't creative, there is other avenues to kind of go down, you know. And I, I, I do love that, particularly about drawing. Whereas you may think that you're a terrible drawing or a terrible painter, and I thought I was when I was when I was younger. Mm. But if you look at some of the the proper masters, you would look at like Edvard Munch. I always talk about him. I always like put him up online and things like that. His, his paintings and thing. But like. If you were to look at that, like, and put it beside a Caravaggio or something, mm. and you'd be like, oh, he's very smudgy. And, mm. But he's considered one of the greatest of all time for a reason. And it's not all about clean lines no. and correct colors, do you know? Yeah, no, no, not at all. That's not what it's about. Yeah, all. and it's about expression. And yeah. just take out a page and draw some, draw a house. It doesn't really matter. Um, I'm hoping to get someone on um, soon to talk about art therapy, actually, because then that'll tie it all yeah, in yeah. and... I'm looking forward to it because it's not in my um, it's not in my uh, wheelhouse, I suppose. So, but um, listen, we'll just we'll just uh, we'll run run an ad and then we'll get back to it. But uh, I'm glad Mo got a shout out again because it oh, was oh, literally Mo. me uh, the last four weeks just reading the ad. Yeah. But to get someone who's actually done it, you know, the the lectures over there, um, Fiona, Sinead, unreal. They're yeah. so good. Like they helped me. They, I don't know. Well, without that course, and when I went in to do that course, the, the interview, like mm. I, it, I was pathetic. Like, <laughs> like I was. I remember I was only thinking about it this morning. I had a few pages from a little notebook with these crap drawings on them, and I remember kind of they were like, kind of, oh, I'll show you drawings, and I kind of just. I wanted to give them to them, but talk to them as they were looking at yeah, them, just yeah. so I could say, like, you know, that's what I really want to do. Yeah, like, explain them. Oh, thank God they were there, because if it was someone else, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's great to get um, a proper first-hand account, but uh, here's here's my uh, weekly battle of trying to find the cursor. Oh, we found it. Hang on. So let's just get into the ads. Oh. Fusion Training Center at Lone. A place to train in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, kickboxing, martial arts, and CrossFit. A great atmosphere with experienced coaches and a real sense of community. If you want to join the team, find us on Facebook at Fusion Training Center or drop in for a chat. Fusion Training Center. Train like a warrior. Right on the <laughs> it was right on the edge there all the time. <laughs> I, just, I nearly messed up the first word and I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose this. Um listen, did you did you always uh, were you always into sports when you were young? No. 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 Um So when I was younger, everybody else was playing soccer and football yeah. and 
I had like two left feet. I just, I gave football a go, and yeah. I was like, this, I'm just not digging <laughs> not this. For you, no way, no, yeah. no, no. And you know, you play soccer with your friends and stuff on the mm. green. But when I was about twelve, then I started playing rugby. All oh, right, and um, I liked that, you know. Yeah, and so I was playing rugby, and I played rugby most of the time through through school till yeah. I was about seventeen or eighteen. I think, yeah, when I finished school, that was kind of the end of my rugby career. So does you had rugby in your school, did you? No, I didn't play with school. Oh, you Because I was thinking, like, the, only the when I was in school in Dublin, only the posh schools had rugby. Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. No, we didn't have... Okay. We didn't, no, it was port. Where did you, port. What, what position did you play? Or was it Second row I played. Could you actually... What height are you, Ryan? Six foot four, I yeah. think. You look taller, I would... You, but I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying you look taller. So, like, did... So then... Going on from there, did like, did your height and build like dictate that you would eventually get involved in martial arts? No, I don't think so. Yeah. No. Um. What got me involved in doing jujitsu was, I think, I started to like the UFC around mm. two thousand and ten, two thousand and eleven, okay. and a guy that the gym I used to go to the leisure center, he was. What do you call him? Like a fitness instructor. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he was doing jujitsu in Port Leash okay. in the place that Darren, there, Kevin, Kieran Davern, Kieran Davern. <laughs> oh, where he was talking about there. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So where he was training. Yeah. Now I'm not gonna say like I was training with them. I was over there doing a jujitsu class, mm. and they were training to do fights. But yeah. I remember, I remember those guys being there. But no, that's what got me into doing. Yeah. Just liking the UFC and then talking to that guy. It was and just pure chance, pure. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just it was, and do you know what it was like? It was like he was just like, "Come on along and yeah, do this with me." And I was like, "Okay." So did you? Th- then you you were obviously there when you moved away. Was that when you you stopped for for a while? Uh, no, I did it in Australia. Oh right, okay. Yeah, I done some jujitsu, not a whole lot. Yeah, like a few places I went to. I did jiu-jitsu. I did Muay Thai in a couple of places. Oh, right, okay. And I did... Um, I I went to an MMA class mm. one day in <laughs> Perth and sparred on that day, like oh, the very God. first day. Yeah, yeah. With this, I sparred two guys. Yeah. Uh, this one massive lad. Right. And then one really small guy. And I was okay with massive lad. And the small guy absolutely smashed me. Yeah. But in fairness... I had never done MMA. It's <laughs> and he's just smashing me. <laughs> it's a, it's a, the worst thing you could do on your first day in yeah. martial art. It really is like because I know it's a sparring and stuff like that, but MMA is just so much, so much to it. Like, yeah. Um, so then, right. So I want to ask kind of this question in two parts. So because of your because of your size and your build, we'll say, um, uh, and I've I've talked to people on the mats. There's lads who the other big lads in there like yourself. Uh, do you think like people when they see you on the mats, they obviously get a bit free. I do. When when you first came in, I was like, no, I'm never rolling with that guy. Okay. But I do think that people will be if they do go in, they think they're going to have to go hard because you're going to go hard, mm. and that's not what it is with you. It's technical, and the role is a good role. Mm. But I just think initially, or is that in your experience, uh, people just go for you? I. Do you know what? No, I. That's good. What? What I find, you see, this is the funny thing, right? Mm. When you say that to me, I never feel like that yeah. ever, right? Because if I'm there and there's a big lad there, <laughs> I'm all I'm thinking about is how big he is, right? Like I see uh, any big guy, right? Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, he's big. Yeah. And then obviously he's what I've learned about jiu-jitsu is, and sometimes I think maybe at white belt level, anyways, yeah. at least 
he's thinking the same thing. Yeah. So, no, I don't know. Like, I don't ever be thinking about how tall or big I am ever. Like, I, I think that you, because this kicked off a conversation when I spoke to you about this a few weeks ago, and uh, and Josh won't mind won't mind me saying this, but he's the same going mm. in, and Josh is a big lad, yeah. like, and. Uh, like then I think about the smaller young lads mm. and I can't think of what they're thinking is that like because I'm six foot one and a bit mm. <laughs> I'll add that on <laughs> I do think that Massive. like yeah but I think people like I'm tall you know yeah. like in like if you put us all lined up in height we'll say mm. I'd be up near the top mm. you know third but I do think that it's, it's funny how you you think it Josh thinks it mm. that it's still looking at other guys going oh the size of that guy like, it's so funny when I see Josh I'm yeah. like oh, yeah. fuck he's <laughs> too big like, <laughs> you know yeah. That's the, and he is too big yeah he's too big he's that right I mean, fuck that's <laughs> all I be thinking and then he, but you don't know that he's probably thinking that yeah. and then he doesn't know you're thinking that yeah. so the two of you are just sitting there and really what we're doing is we're just out in jiu-jitsu class yeah. sitting down and wearing a gi yeah, it's, all afraid of each other yeah it's so silly like, but <laughs> yeah. it's it's class though it's yeah it's brilliant um, so the second part I suppose is the question because I hear this a lot like, and you, you will see it um, out and about like the, because of your height there's always there's always someone who sees a big guy in a bar and Maybe you're you're with your you're with your um, girlfriend, Neymar, whatever it is, and they think oh, I can t- I can take that full on. Did you ever experience any hassle like that? Mm, I don't know if it was ever that. Like yeah. maybe it was, and I didn't know. But I just listen. When I was younger, you know, I I done a good bit of partying. You know, mm. like just kind of same as everybody, just same Irish lads. Yeah, my age, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, enjoying themselves. You're out on the beer. And uh, I don't know if it was ever for that reason. I yeah. think maybe I could have been a bit of a dickhead, right? <laughs> because of your size, or not? Uh, maybe. But I don't know. I don't know if I was ever in trouble for that reason. Yeah, you know, yeah I yeah. think it. I think the biggest reason that you'd ever be in a fight or anything like that is just because you're drunk. Yeah, and it's alcohol. Yeah, and the other guy is drinking. Yeah, that's the real reason. I think. Yeah. I, I, you, I suppose it's one of those things, and maybe it's a more of a an, an urban legend that the the idea that there's like all these uh, these smaller, shorter guys with you know, kind of uh, fragile egos going around mm. trying to pick fights with big guys. It does happen, I suppose, within uh, within things like um, fighters who are known, mm. and they go out, and then someone goes, "Oh, that's such and such. I could take him." It's bizarre. Like, it's, it's the beh- behavior is kind of bizarre, like you know to think. I think the probably the same amount of big lads have fragile egos yeah yeah you know like and I don't know like I don't know which would be worse like I'd say a lot of big lads would pick fights with small guys yeah that's such a that's worse because of the damage they can do I guess and then like you're both out doing a street fight at Mm. the end of the day so you're both losing there lads (laughs) it's it's stupid it's carnage as well (laughs) and nobody can fight properly no no nobody when you go to jiu jitsu that's what you learn it's like oh no I don't know anything (laughs) about fighting yeah like if this fight falls to the ground there's nothing happening Mm -mm -mm. you know and I think uh, do you think actually that jiu jitsu has given you like a, a confidence in yourself well yeah 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 i think so now i don't i don't ever think about it like that but it's given me a lot of things it's hard for me even to pick out things that's Mm. given me it's just you know it just gives me every week it gives me multiple days where i feel great from doing jujitsu yeah you know like it's it's in the top five 
best feelings I get anyway, <laughs> week to week. Yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, feel great after yeah. jiu-jitsu. Confidence, I don't know really. I don't know if it has given me confidence. Mm. I just love doing it. Yeah. You know? Um, I like doing it. I like learning about it. I like watching videos about it. Mm. I like talking to you about it. Yeah. Anybody else that does it, I like I like talking to yeah. them about it. As for confidence, it probably has, but yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, th- I think it's given me a little confidence in the sense that it's removed some of the anxieties and that has obviously allowed me to mm. prop my chest out a bit more. And I think yeah. that's great. And, you know, we talk about it uh, on this podcast so much, but it's, it is because it's been so important for me, for my mental health mm. and things like that, you know. Um, so I, are you aware that James Crowell does massages in uh Infusion. Well, you know what? I am aware, right? Because okay. I seen you putting up yeah a picture with the glass. What was that called? Cupping. Cupping. Cupping right? Yeah. And I get these knots in my shoulders. Mm. And when I looked at that photo, I had a really bad one of them. So I yeah. might have to give all the James a shout. Well, listen, this is how you do it. Do you see that? See that? Now, I'm getting quite good at this, right? Okay. So listen, uh, James Crowell, he's a, a neuromuscular therapist. Okay. So it's a, he's a sports therapist. Um, but that is a cooler name. And the treatments he provides are sports massages. Uh, he has a range of techniques for those. Cupping, which uh, Ryan just mentioned, which is dynamic cupping, which I believe he did to me. It's, it's a... You, take some of the air out of the cup and you run it along the, the muscle and then the static cupping which is everybody's probably seen and he also does IASTM which is Instrumental Assisted Soft Tissue Mobilization and that is essentially like oh it's class right it's like so if you're working on the soft tissues of the neck or the, the shoulders and it almost looks like an, an open razor well, obviously completely blunted and he runs it along as you move your head side to side and it's so good and uh, like like uh, James was saying it's tough to get massaged in the neck because of the fingers getting in mm-hmm. I, and trust me now myself and John have uh, James has been very good to us giving us uh, you know the treatment each it's unbelievable so listen uh, you can find James on Instagram at crawwell17 underscore crawwell is C-R-A-U-G-H W-E-L-L and then, then his number is 089-402-3117 uh, so listen check James out and uh, sound lad actually um, have a great chat with him when he was giving me the massage you know well listen from that James you have one more customer I mean Cupping. I don't know what it does. Give me the cupping. Well, actually, do you know, just before I go, because I should have actually uh, said it, when I, I never got it done before, and he could be given all the up my, uh, either side of my spine and right up into the shoulders, okay? So I got home, and I had a shower, and I was sitting down, and I've had massages, loads of massages, but I've never felt the, the, that kind of feeling, because it was like the, the, he had obviously massaged me beforehand, so the muscles were relaxed. But then it was almost like the skin had been, you know, in itself treated. Oh. And I honest, I was sitting there, Ryan, and I was like, Jesus, yes. this is going. So, yeah, listen, I've sold that. I, I, come <laughs> it's on. <good. laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, so, uh, listen, we want, I wanted to talk to you a bit, because I talk to you about this quite a lot. So, uh, about the internet <laughs> and all that goes with it. Well, maybe not all, we don't have the time. But, um, like, I would say it's obviously brilliant for a lot of reasons, but I do think in the wrong hands... Uh, it's not great for your mental health. No, no. Um, and I do think social media is definitely a big part of it. We had Kieran Davern uh, talking about the social dilemma, the film that's on Netflix at the moment. And I just find when I chat to you about it, we we talk about funnier, yeah. the funnier side of things, obviously. But there's this weird, um, cult like thing going on at the moment, and I and I think 
if we're going to talk, we'll we'll talk a bit about the American uh, side of things. Um, I will mention Trump now, but that's only because we always get a thumbs down if we say him. So we'll get a thumbs down for this. You get a thumbs down if you mention Trump. Yeah, someone always gives us a thumbs down. It's pretty, Is it because they like Trump or they don't like hearing about Trump, do you think? Oh, actually, I never even thought of it in that yeah. way. I, I just thought it straight away they like Trump. But yeah. how that's hard to believe like that yeah. someone in Ireland's why would you <laughs> I don't know it's a I weird one but I think I think there's there's political kind of commentators right over there and on the right and the left so um, I, ha- I have a couple of names and it doesn't matter if you're not aware of all of these but it's there's on the, on the right right you've got Stephen Crowder oh, who, yeah. you, who you know who you know Ben Shapiro Yuck. these these are real like uh, cultish uh um, kind of figures then you've got David Pakman and um, where's the other guy's name Sam Cedar on the left who again so I don't want to come across as everybody knows I'm left leaning mm. you know and, and, and a liberal and, and whatever else <laughs> but I think they're I'm not saying they're as bad right but I think on the left side there's nothing constructive from the criticism that it's easy to just say look Trump did this took off his mask he's yeah. crap like yeah. we know that Um. Be, but talk talk less about Trump because he's the president and he's going to do what he wants. We've seen, seen that. So I don't really like what they're doing. I don't like what the right is doing because it's, you know, Stephen Crowder who... Yeah. It, it, you might know this, actually. Is he the, the one who started on college campuses? I, I don't know, right? Because, you know, I, I'm only new to this yeah, yeah. now, right? For for a long time, I didn't want to hear about any of this. Yeah, yeah. I, hadn't, I, I, I so much cut myself off from it that I didn't care mm. because I have a friend that would always be dogging these guys to me and um, I'd always be like, ah, yeah, whatever, mm. whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it must have been lockdown or something that yeah. now I'm full blow yeah. in on it. I like, I get aggressive daily with Twitter. Mm. <laughs> it's so, Twitter's <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a cesspool. Mm. It's a, it might be the most toxic place yeah. that you, definitely that you can go to from your own house. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's horrible. It's, yeah. if, I feel generally bad after it like mm. you know just because it's there's rarely anything good going on on twitter yeah i agree and do you know what i find about twitter actually that i follow film critics and uh, you know film websites music mm. uh, books that's about it some people i know not many but some but even that because they're into a certain type of thing um uh, the film or whatever trump comes up or you know there's like the the riots whatever's going on in the world and i'm immediately like oh god Mm. here's twitter again Mm. i don't get that with facebook and people say oh you've got the unfollow button on facebook which is perfect but you can do that on twitter too Mm. um you can turn it off completely but i find that i find it kind of difficult to turn it off like yeah and you get sucked in don't you yeah you get sucked in it's kind of addictive oh it's very addictive like the 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 hate in it is a Mm. little bit like the not you know, sometimes you might look at something because you want to not mm. like something or something. I don't know. It's because for me, like I'm, not, I don't know anything about politics. Mm. Nothing. I've never been involved. Like, yeah. I, I, I just don't know anything about. It, but like, I know that uh, these lads in my bones, I don't mm. like them. You know, like my morals yeah. are so opposite of yeah. all of that stuff. That that's where I come from, not liking it. And and like, I think I, I think actually it was just. The, the George Floyd thing when mm. that happened that's when I started to look at it yeah. because there was just mayhem going on on social media yeah. you know like and you feel you have to keep up to it up yeah, to date with it yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it was like when that happened you know it was obviously a bad thing you know mm. it was clearly bad but then you might see someone on Facebook 
possibly you might even know them mm. and they're like saying something like uh he was no angel yeah like, that's it yeah, oh, yeah. so he deserves he just to, allowed to get murdered yeah. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> such a this is right so let me right so crowder and uh i'll just talk about the right for a minute right so crowder and shapiro shapiro's a very one kind of a pedantic um he's got a he's got a voice that it's very difficult to listen to but he's very much a guy who always believes he's in the right mm. and uh, nothing can sway him. And uh, he he started giving lectures in colleges and he'd take on debates with people in the audience. And he was a, like, I'm not going to say a seasoned debater, but he was a debater and he knew what he was doing. So he was dismantling these arguments that were down below him. He came up to the kind of big boys table and he was on BBC, um, and I can never remember the guy's name, Andrew Neil. I just mm. remember his name, but anyway, he was on with Andrew Neil. He was talking for about 15 minutes. It's an amazing interview. Andrew Neil was reading back tweets that Ben Shapiro tweeted two years before it, and Shapiro w- walks off in the end, you know, mm. just like a child. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Crowder is a guy who started sitting, he'd sit on, on a college campus with a desk, and he'd have, uh, over the front of it, he'd have draped down, he'd have something like, you know, uh, transgender uh, rights shouldn't be allowed on college campuses. Uh, prove me wrong. Mm. Something like this. Something very goading. He knew what he was at, yeah. you know. And then students would come along and he'd dismantle them because he, this is his, he was seizing yeah. that. Then he turned up at one rally, actually, and he got punched in the face. I've and I don't, I, yeah, and I don't yeah. think he did any after. But now, right, do you remember the guy who was uh, walking through the street with his, with his rifle, the young lad? Uh, yeah, Kyle something. Yeah. Yeah. He shot a he shot uh, two two people, two, two yeah. people and he killed one. He killed one. I think he killed one. And um, sa- uh, st- so Stephen Crowder sees this footage, and he tries to excuse this guy clearly because he's a right wing guy and the mm. guy was right wing. It's that to me is some of the most appalling stuff you can do. And I I don't I don't get it. His and like do you know what what is another sewer? You're talking about uh, Twitter, as comment sections. Oh yeah. I mean they're the most. I've been I've been to comment sections right I right? forget about the right and left for a minute. I went in to watch a a, a song by the band right, and it was um, I think it was up on Crypto Creek or something like that. And I go down underneath and I'm thinking, oh, these will be all like-minded fans of the band, and this is going to be like deadly. And straight away they're like, oh, I hate that Robbie Robertson guy. He took all the money and he left them, and and then I'll oh, leave on him. He never stood up for himself. And you're like, lads, you're just arguing about something you really enjoy. It's the comment sections on Facebook, very bad. Yeah, uh, very very bad. Um, like I remember around the um, the Black Lives Matter protests. Yeah, uh, the the Leinster Express, right? Mm. They put up an article of an African guy from I I think he's I can't remember where he's from, but he's mm. originally from Africa. He's moved and he lives near Port Arrington. I don't know if he lives in Port Arrington or if he lives in Emo, which is just Mm. outside. But anyway, he has, I think, a company. It's like a sauce for cooking. Mm. Um, And he gave an interview. I I don't know if it was at the time or maybe they had it before, but he talked to the Leinster Express anyway about racism that he experienced Mm. and the comments were madness. One of the comments... I, if I remember correctly, was something like, uh, I'll respect you if you respect me. Just remember that. And it's just like, man, he's not talking to you. Or maybe, no, actually, he is talking to you. He is now, He's just saying that he experienced racism. And now you're going on to the Leinster Express. 
on Facebook <laughs> with your name and yeah. your photograph yeah. and writing like and that was like a a, a good one compared yeah. to the bad ones I've never once uh, commented on something like that on Facebook I've commented under friends uh, um, comments or whatever like mm. you know videos and things like that I've never once gone there I think myself and uh, myself and Josh were talking about yesterday now Josh like we were at, we were talking about alt right and the, the thing like you know those kind of things, but like Josh would be right wing, mm. but right wing shouldn't be um, you know confused with alt right and the ideas of the alt right and what the you know, the ideology or whatever. He's just he leans to the right, whereas I lean to the left. We can slag each other about. We can have proper conversations about. It. We have different ideas about like a lot of. Uh, political things and you know all the things that you'll, you'll hear in the news and oh you know i'm i'm a wimp and a liberal this kind of stuff yeah. but it's a bit of crack like and yeah. i know, we both know that we've never gotten a in a, a row about it to, a, the right and left can live together and it should be like that yeah you know it's just ideas you'd imagine that in everybody there's probably a little bit of both probably yeah. like yeah. as not as in the the really dramatic one that you mm. see on the internet no, you know no, i no. mean like there's obviously idea like I don't think it's that one side of it is that, oh, no, you're just Nazis. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a bit extreme. Cause yeah. that, you know, um, and then the left side, I don't know, like, it's, I don't think it's about being too much one side or the other. No, I, I agree. And, like, that's the just the the kind of the fine balance between it. And there is, yeah. Look, there, okay, let me talk about a, a famous centrist. He, he believes he's centrist. I don't believe he is anymore. Um, so Joe Rogan, right? <laughs> yeah. You You, like... I know loads of people listen to Joe Rogan. He's one. If people don't know Joe Rogan, he's one of the most, you know, one of the biggest podcasts in the world. He started out on a program called Fear Factor. Then he went on to commentate, and he's an excellent commentator. And the UFC, very knowledgeable, knows all about the fighting stuff. Um, you used to listen to him, is that right? Yeah, religiously. Yeah, I would listen to him all the time. Um, you see, he has real good guests. On. Mm. Like he had Tony Hawk on there recently, and. I find I constantly get conflicted, and I'm like, oh, I don't like Rogan, but then he has, oh, I like the yeah. person who has on. But no, yeah, I listened to him for ages, yeah. and I, it was actually again, I think it was around the George Floyd mm. thing that I was just like, I'm not vibing with this yeah. anymore. He started to well, this is just me noticing the guests because I see uh, it'll come up on my timeline. Obviously, if you if you look up Joe Rogan once on YouTube, it just keeps coming oh, up on yeah. your on your timeline. Bombarded. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. and uh, like he's got a huge uh, deal with Spotify now, and. Um, I would be like you, Ryan, whereas if I saw Israel Adesanya, the UFC fighter, I yeah. listened to that interview, enjoyed yeah. it. Um, excuse me, I saw John Ronson, I saw um, Louis Theroux. He does have really great guests on. My problem with some of it, b b back when I would be listening to it more often, was if I have like an expert on, all right, like a proper expert in, in uh, genetics, I'm not interrupting them when they're talking. Mm. I'm not... If I'm interrupting them, I'm going to say, is that such and such? Asking them a question. I'm never giving them my <laughs> my ideas about yeah. what genetics is. and I, So that started to rub me up the wrong way. And I think the George Floyd thing is one where he started to show his right-wing leanings a bit too much. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he's not... I know he's not a newsman. It's his podcast. I understand all that. But what I would kind of like to... Uh, believe in somebody who has such a huge platform yeah. is to be a little bit more down the middle a centrist as he calls himself but he's not no he's not he's really he's not, really not. <laughs> and it's, I just noticed a lot of his guests because I, I wouldn't wouldn't have heard of some of them so I, I'd look them up and I'd be like 
oh right that's that's yeah. a guy talking about the proud boys or whatever it is yeah, yeah that's a really i only mm. seen that did you see that video actually um which one's that he guy? has that guy what's his name gavin something. gavin mcginnis or something was it another fucking lame <laughs> right <laughs> my i'm about to veer off again now sorry Go my biggest it. problem with them lads like um like gavin was it gavin mc i think it's mcginnis mcginnis yeah, yeah. These right wing guys, they disguise themselves as being really tough or something, mm, and mm. I just I take issue with that because I don't know. I just think they look like big sissies. To yeah. Be honest. Anyways, yeah. that's going into another thing. That's alright. But uh, where were we? No, I Rogan. Um, yeah. Yeah, Rogan. Oh, I can't even like. What, 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 what was that? Do you know what it is though? Let, let me let me get, bring it back to the Gavin McInnes thing, and like I think when people go on Rogan. Mm. Uh, Rogan is seen as this tough guy anyways by people, you know, because he's a fighter himself and he's, a, you know, fitness freak, all those kind of things. I think when people go on, like, have the mindset of Gavin McInnes that they're like, I think that's his name. People can look look it up, but he, they immediately start to be, try to be the alpha in the room too. And then it ends up just being in two alpha guys talking about, you know, um, snowflake liberals or whatever. That is. Like, I've noticed, like, that um, Joe Rogan has really started to move towards Trump, where in he has done. Yeah. I noticed that as well. Yeah, and he, his, he wanted Bernie Sanders, which is fine, you know. Yeah, um, didn't work out. But then it's up to him. Look, this is just me as a kind of he should see it as uh, an equal thing, you know. But he's just he is, f- and, and it really annoys me. Right, this mm. when people diagnose others from afar. Yeah, and you're not a professional. Stop saying that someone has dementia yeah. or in the cognitive decline. It's it's a terrible thing to say about someone. I've thought about that since because you t- said that to us in Fusion. One yeah. Day, and I, had, I never thought about it before that, right? And with all the election stuff and the debates and all that, mm. like, you know, it's like a big TV show. Yeah, yeah. For us, anyways, yeah. at least. And what you're saying about him, Rogan, with his audience, mm. and may, I, does he not? I don't think he knows how influential he is, maybe, because be. when he talks about your man Biden like mm. that and like diagnoses him wrongly, mm. because what the fuck does he know? He about, doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything no, about no. like he's not a, a, like a mental health no. specialist or anything. No. So his audience then could listen to that and be like, "That Biden is fucking yeah, he's you know? gone, yeah." And then sure, who's the other? And who's the other? You only one other option, yeah. really, then, don't you? I, I also, I don't know if you've not, you've seen this, have you? About the Spotify thing, where he had to apologize. Uh, I've seen a lot of stuff about Spotify, uh, about Spotify employees saying that they go on strike or something. Or yeah, like I've seen that too. Now I haven't looked really into that side of it. I just for for people who may not know, he um, he basically said that there was all sorts of people setting fires in Oregon. I did see it actually. Yeah, yeah. And he he then had to come up and say, give an apology because. There was only one person who was setting fires. Um, and all of, of Rogan's fans were there like, oh, he's, he's gone now. Spotify have taken him over. He's, you know, he's a, yeah. he's a stooge. But he said a very <laughs> wrong thing and he should have, and he did apologize. Fair play to him. He did do it. Whether Spotify made him do it or not, I don't know. But now, like you're saying, a lot there's a lot of left-wing, left-leaning people in Spotify who are very unhappy that he signed on to them. Yeah. And now it's creating a huge problem because he's got a massive deal with them. Well, I seen um, your man Shapiro. Mm. There was a clip. You know the way there's, like you were saying, you look at a Joe Rogan video and then you're bombarded with so yeah. many Joe Rogan videos. So my YouTube, and especially then when you like MMA and Jiu-Jitsu mm. and comedy. Yeah. Who does he's all a, those He's things? not a comedian, but he's <laughs> dreadful. <laughs> yeah. right? So 
uh, I seen a video just I didn't look at it because I couldn't look at it thumbnail and the name of it was <laughs> Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro discuss race in America oh. like what do I want to listen to these two lads talk about race in America like oh. what, I, I, Get out of here, lad. I love Shapiro talking about race. It's the he's the whitest person in the world. Did you see Did you see him? Um do you know the song WAP? Oh I did. Don't say what that is, but yeah, I I I We uh, all know what WAP stands for, right? <laughs> yeah, my dad doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's any way you can say it then. Listen, it's a very explicit sexual reference. Yeah. 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 So it's that's what it is. And basically, uh Shapiro was saying that, so he done a monologue of mm. WAP. The, the lyrics sound ridiculous when yeah. they're not rapped by Cardi B, and they're just talked by that lad. And um, he was saying that it's he was like it's preposterous. Uh, he said that his wife is a doctor, mm. and uh, she said that um, if a wo- <laughs> if a woman has a WAP, <laughs> if a woman has a WAP, it's actually um, a medical disorder. Yeah. <laughs> and then so basically the whole internet was like. So your wife had to tell you that. Yeah, you've ne- <laughs> basically you've never turned your wife on, <laughs> and she's given you an excuse uh, to get away with it. it ben Shapiro was that was brilliant, and I hadn't seen it until you told me about. It. You told me yeah. about, it. and uh, it yeah, Ben Shapiro, he's one of the worst. I, I, for me, he is. Look, some people out there uh, listening to this probably think he's very good and he's intellectual. That's fine. There's a bit of uh, you you directed me towards a video, right? And mm-hmm. it's class. And what what is the name of the guy? Uh, is it all gas no brakes all gas no brakes and uh, it's about he goes to a flat earther convention mm, yeah. and you can yeah he goes to all different kinds of I think he, kind of like Louis Theroux kind of subculture America mm. type thing so he goes to a flat earth convention and just goes and interview. he doesn't even say anything no which is really good because it's just them then being yeah. nuts so he just puts the microphone in their face <clears throat> and then lets them off and I mean look if you're at the, if you're at flower convention and you're wearing a flower t-shirt, yeah. possibly a tinfoil hat. Yeah, I mean it's hard to uh, it's hard to defend you at that point. It's it, open season. It's what flat earthers. The the <laughs> incredible like flat earth is the worst conspiracy theory. <laughs> by the way, it is. The, it has no legs. No, it, it has nothing. Um, <laughs> I can understand people going about JFK, even nine eleven if they want, or even the moon landing. Even whatever. the moon landing. because yeah. you know because you know when you see that video of the moon landing, you're like. That does look a bit fishy. Mm. Obviously, none of us have ever been on the moon, so <laughs> yeah. how do you know how you Don't move know. on the moon? Yeah. But I know the Earth is round. I'm, I'm full, like I'm f- confident, hundred percent confident. It is turns out though that these flat earthers are mad into rap and really don't like Jewish people. Yeah, it's weird. The video, um, it just escalates. So it starts mm. at you know like we're wacky flat earthers. We you know like think about it. Yeah. You know, uh, look, educate yourselves yeah. because. Obviously, the horizon, right? Yeah. And etc. etc. Bill's rap. <laughs> rap comes up. Three raps in the middle of it. And then at the end, all of a sudden, yeah. it's the Jews. It's the Jews, yeah. <laughs> like, it's incredible. I don't know. Why Why do they always say it's the Jews? I don't know. Yeah. I actually talked to my dad a, a bit about this. Like, and we, you know, go if, you, if you're going back, obviously, years and years, like, where this thing about Jewish people started, like, why they were so feared or hated mm. or whatever it is. And... You know, it's obviously like misinformation, ignorance, whatever mm. you want to call it. And then you see the Holocaust, you're like, Jesus Christ, like, you know, how bad does it have to get, you know? But then I'm watching this video um, with Flat Earthers and they think that, like, you know, it's that whole thing of Jewish people running the world and they have all the money and all the... No- and it's 
absolutely it's a look it's a very funny video but at the same time there's something very dark there it's i read a statistic there um somewhere mm. and it was saying that two-thirds of adult americans either don't believe the holocaust happened or think it's exaggerated now <laughs> now that's yeah. something i read i i i I took that to be true. Yeah, you know. Um, I I would have no doubt believing. Yeah. I would have no problem believing that. I would all. I wouldn't have believed it before. Yeah, right. Yeah. But now, just seeing the things I've seen on social media, the kinds of things people are saying, like you either don't know the Holocaust yeah. happened or you think it's exaggerated. I don't know which one of them is worse, actually. <laughs> like either maybe the fact that you just don't know and you're yeah. oblivious to you haven't I don't know you didn't do history in school yeah. or something like that, but the thing is exaggerated. I've seen like, uh, and I'm sure you've seen them as well, of videos about you know guys, scientists who don't believe in it, and they've gone to the sites and they've gone down to check for for like radiation and, and for gas levels and things like that, and they've, it clearly shows on their on their whatever instrument they're using. I don't know what they're called, but it clearly shows that the levels, and then they'll start going backtracking then and saying, well, it could be gas through the the fields, like natural mm. gas, you know, and. Uh, you can't change people's minds like it won't happen i read a i read a book there a while ago it's called oh what was it called the happiness hypothesis right so the idea of the book was it put ancient ideas of ancient what would you call them say like buddhism hmm. all these things right putting them to the test of modern science right right and it talked about this thing about when people have like a moral objection so it would be like those guys that mm. for some reason they don't like Jews maybe and they just don't like Jews yeah, right and it. <laughs> it, 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 something about their upbringing made them mm. not like Jews and then somebody is showing them about the Holocaust like it did happen and they're saying it didn't and then even when they get showed evidence that they'll respond before the logical part of their mm. brain gets a chance to work and be like well look at the evidence I mean yeah. all of this stuff so it's actually just in their body that yeah. they don't like this thing yeah. and the the problem with and I think that's probably a lot of what happens on Twitter as well is that somebody might end up arguing with somebody who just has a moral objection mm. to something and you can make all the sense in the world it doesn't but it yeah. doesn't make a difference and at the end of the day it's like throwing tissue at a brick wall yeah. I think like the human embodiment of that is is your man um, uh, it's like a fellow who goes on Rogan the the, the jiu jitsu guy Tenth Planet Eddie Eddie Bravo, Bravo. Yeah, yeah and like you exactly were, like if you were sitting across from you said all of that you gave your points of view for 20 minutes he'll just say oh, I don't know just I look it up yeah. that's all he says and they it's, gotta look into it they gotta look it and that's his yeah that's his only response because he's he's lost the argument or an argument uh, a counter argument has been stronger than his mm. and then it's just look it up and that's the thing about if you see comment sections and you're on Facebook, whatever, you can't get drawn into it no. because they're not you're you're not going to change their mind about something that's very clear. And flat earthers are the worst, but there's lots of people out there that believe in some awful, stupid stuff. Like, look, you're going to have a bad day if you're arguing yeah. with someone on the internet. And I used to do it right years ago when I was in maybe first or second year in mm. college. Not that I used to argue with people, but maybe I'd write something and someone like be thick about something. Yeah. I'd write it. But I found that I'd be down in the shop, right? And then I'd be standing in the queue. Mm. And I'd almost have like an argument in my head, like this internal dialogue, yeah. because I'm so annoyed about what somebody wrote on the internet. Yeah. And then I'm thinking about what I would say to them. Yeah. And all the while, I'm standing in queue in the shop. Mm. This is obviously not good for me. Yeah. And I remember thinking about that and then stopping doing it. Now it's back. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's the problem it's though back. isn't it and you were saying about the lockdown that's probably yeah. what it is like yeah 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 you're, you're cocooned and all you've got is the bloody you know facebook and all the rest like yeah so let okay so let's flip it around the other way what if you're looking to clear your mind of that stuff and have a laugh mm. is there stuff that you can go to on, online on youtube any channels or anything that you just enjoy um what do i what do i look at like jesus what do i look at you just YouTube. are you one of those though i look i i'm one of those that like uh refreshes and waits mm. for something and it could be like the 20 sporty moments you should watch and it's just like it's like chewing gum for the mind mm. but it's good at that time sometimes do you know what i do like in fairness and it, I like like trashy TV. Mm. Uh, I like reality TV. Yeah, you told right? me that actually. Yeah. I love it. Like during lockdown, me and my girlfriend Emer watched twelve seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Good God, twelve seasons. I couldn't love something more. I love I love the show. I yeah. love I love Chris Jenner. <laughs> I think right. you heard it was cancelled, didn't you? I think that's what you told me you watched. I still have another few seasons coming oh, still. But the point being that I get to just turn the old brain mm. off and that stuff comes on, you know? And it's not about it being unreal or anything yeah. like that. It just affords me the opportunity to not think too much and to yeah. sit there and have a laugh, you know? And do you watch... Um, would you watch, like, reality shows as such, like... Uh, uh, what's that celebrity one in the jungle that one I'm a celebrity get me out of here no no, no. I used to watch it when I was a kid but not anymore yeah. N- not really things like that no yeah. what else it's like the constructive rea- constructed reality shows like uh, those uh, there's there's British ones as well but it's like yeah. Made in Chelsea any of those ones oh like do you know what I'm watching there recently it's unreal uh, Don't Tell the Bride oh is that oh no is it it's like um, yeah they do an Irish one but there's an English one as well where <laughs> they get so there's a couple that are going to get married and the the bride has to leave, go stay somewhere else, and yeah. then the groom makes all the wedding yeah, of fourteen thousand yeah. and absolutely makes balls. Yeah, of yeah. Like what I found, I was you know, me and him were talking about it as well. I was like, I because I keep giving out about the the guy because it's so annoying, and yeah. I feel really bad for the bride. Yeah. But then you know, him were saying to me, "Yeah, but the show, you know, it won't yeah, be good unless it has you to do work, that." Yeah. So what the what the groom does is whatever they like. They'll just do, yeah. You know, like one lad had a in a boxing ring, <laughs> a boxing ring, and there was a crowd. So there was an actual boxing fight going on that night, and so there was a big crowd. And then he's standing in the middle, and oh no, he was gonna. It was come. He it looked like he was coming out to have a boxing match, and oh then he God. took the microphone and said, "No, I'm not having a boxing match." And then they brought the bride out, and oh. like just before she came in, she was crying and everything because is her dream yeah that's <laughs> terrible. That's <was> terrible. <laughs> and all she wanted was, <laughs> and they bring her say to her ideal place yeah. and it's always like a castle yeah you know like really really nice really elegant and yeah. then it's actually in a boxing ring i have seen i've seen the irish one uh anna's watched it a couple of times and it is one of those ones where you're watching you're looking at the guy and Emer's right it has to work that's the way it works yeah. but you're looking at him going why are you such a dope like you've you've been good yeah. out with your you know your partner for six years how yeah. do you not know what she'd want but they have to apply to the show, so I'm sure they draw this stuff out of them first to get the best. Well, you know, I just realised when you said that. I think maybe that's what makes reality TV good is mm. that you kind of get involved a little bit. Yeah, you're yeah. Like what? What? And you're giving out, and then you know, I think maybe that's what makes it yeah. so good. It's it's not that it's good. It's just hilarious. Yeah, and it's like you said, it's turn your brain off. Like, yeah. what, what do you have any other like uh, hobbies then that you do? Hobbies. I know you do jujitsu, obviously. And yeah, I do jujitsu. Um, I'm missing that at the minute now. You were running for a while, right? Yeah, I I've always kind of ran. I, oh, I I work out. I've always worked out. Well, since I was about seventeen, I started mm. working out. Sixteen, seventeen, 
So that's a daily thing for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's that's even I don't think about that as a hobby mm. though. Me, yes. And yeah. I think that's like same with jiu-jitsu I don't think about it as mm. a hobby. Too, you know, yeah. but it is a hobby, obviously. Mm. Uh, I bought a skateboard recently. That's so, right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Well, the one that you seen that was a longboard, right? Right. So that was for kind of just pushing around. But I recently went and bought like one for tricks. So I'm trying to learn oh. some stuff there. It's not easy. You fall. Yeah. Um, you look like an idiot when you don't know how to do it. I you look. John Francis was trying to do it for a while actually. Yeah. And he was doing some cool tricks. He was showing me, but uh, just yeah. It's um because it's always something that I wanted to do, right? Yeah. And we had skateboards and stuff when we were younger, but like they were probably not the best ones. And yeah, then, yeah. whatever it was when I was younger, like, there was no tarmac anywhere, yeah. I feel like. There was just all that stony <laughs> stuff. Yeah, you, you have skateboards, like... Yeah, it's awful, yeah, You yeah. can't use it properly. So, I was... I watch all these skateboard videos all the time, and I love Tony Hawk videos. Yeah. Tony Hawk talking about anything. Yeah. And um, I was like, well, I can just buy one and mm. then look at a YouTube video. So, that's what I've been doing. Uh, it's good crack. It's good, and it's like... I like kind of trying to learn something mm. now that's good and hard. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, don't, like, yeah. Like, um, I would find a lot more pleasure in, like, learning it, like, a new instrument or something like that than just doing something that's easy. Like it. I was giving the guitar a go there over lockdown for a while. Fender put out this three-month free uh, beginner's course. Oh. And I, tr- I, I, I tried to learn guitar before, and for whatever reason, I always just fall out of it. And yeah. it's... Always when I get a bit of momentum with it, because I like, I was doing pretty good over lockdown, yeah. and just one day I just just stopped. I tell you what my problem is is that I look at a tutorial or a course or whatever, and then I am like, I was about to say drilling it, mm. <laughs> practicing yeah. it, practicing the chords and stuff, and my brain just gets kind of bored, and then yeah, I'd be trying to do things with it that I can't do. That you can't. That's the problem. You know, yeah. yeah. beating it. And yeah. Then I'm just not learning anything. Uh, yeah, I think that's the problem with like any instrument. You start when you start doing things that you can't do and you can't do them. Yeah. You start to go, well, I'm never going to be able to do that. Yeah, kind of like easy. the skate. I'm like that with the skateboard as well. I like was trying to do an ollie oh, there right. the other day, and then I was couldn't do that, so I yeah. tried to do a kickflip, which is I think way I know harder. That one. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's, it's a lot harder. Yeah. You know, you, if you can't do one, you can't do the other. Yeah. Uh, fell then. So <laughs> that was that. Uh, put the board <laughs> away. In. Um, Ryan, it's been a pleasure. Chat to you. I, I really appreciate you coming out. I enjoyed it, and I hope and I wasn't rambling too you're much. Absolutely not. And uh, to be honest, anytime someone rambles, it's less talk for me. So I love that. <laughs> but listen, no, uh, it's been great having you. Um, we'll just get through this part. Where are we going? Um, oh no, sorry, I forgot. I nearly forgot my little highlighted. Like that's oh, why I highlight, and I still forget. What's that? Well, no, it's just where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram. Ryan Hoy GD, mm-hmm. I think it is. Uh, RyanHoyDesign.com. On Facebook, Ryan Hoy. Excellent. Uh, we'll put them up on Wednesday on, on the page. Uh, so listen, thanks to um, John and uh, to his family and Megan. Shout out, John. Big up. Uh, thanks to Jer, my mom, my dad, my granddad. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. We're flying up there now in the numbers. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You'll find us a variation of the Weekly Weekly. Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Anchor, etc. Uh, thanks for all your support. Thanks you for listening today. Uh, thank you to Ryan for coming out thank you Derek for having me out absolutely and uh, listen we'll uh, chat to you on Sunday and then again on uh, Wednesday thanks everyone take care goodbye